It's HPR, All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence with our latest road stories and a rare opportunity today as we welcome a once-in-a-lifetime artist who continues to make history. His latest release, a number one album featuring two back-to-back number one rock radio hits, surrounded on the chart by artists half his age, and up for a historic four Grammy Awards for it just days from now. It's Ozzy Osbourne, vocalist of music pioneers Black Sabbath. Survivor of decades of trends. Star of MTV's most viewed series. Hey, but that's how it goes. Inspiration for the enormous Ozfest music festivals and a massive solo artist. And despite recent spinal surgery plus Parkinson's disease, Ozzy is in the midst of a career renaissance. It's driven by his critically acclaimed new album, Patient Number no. 9. It features late guitar hero Jeff Beck, who just passed away after achieving the only number one hit of his career on the title track. And Eric Clapton, slow hand himself on the follow up number one, One of Those Days. spoke with Ozzy just after his 74th birthday in December, and while we can't provide subtitles, we do have a transcript of this feature. Plus, you can hear the complete half-hour interview at hawaiipublicradio.org slash roadstories as we welcome a true music legend like no other. Ozzy, how you doing? I'm doing all right, actually. A huge aloha and mahalo, my brother. It's been 22 years since we've spoken, so a big thank you for this and a gigantic recent happy 74th birthday. Thank you. I don't know how I made it to 74. <laughs> I'm considering what I've been through. I don't feel that bad. I'm still having a bit of doing the walking, but I'm working on it. I know you're still having some issues walking, and uh, I've read you're really working on it. Back to your birthday, how did you celebrate turning 74? Well, Saturday, I just had a lunch. My son came with his babies. My daughter came with her son. I had all my grandchildren from this marriage. Sort of an early start, if you will, to the gift-giving season, too. Your birthday coming just before the holidays. To be honest with you, I'm not big on Christmas. I'm one of these guys. If I'm mailing about town, there's no specific day. I see something and I go, oh, so-and-so would like that, and I'll buy it then. You're saying you'd rather give gifts more spontaneously and not linked to Christmas. In England, for instance, Christmas, if you don't drink, you're boring. <laughs> Everyone gets hammered in England. <laughs> I was the ringleader of all that shit. I know you were. But you know what I find? Life isn't so bad being straight. Are you sober now? Yeah. Well... I'm nearly sober. <laughs> I used a little bit of marijuana, but nothing compared to what I used to. Yeah, you were a wild man, without question. <laughs> My drinks yesterday are in history books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your escapades are legendary, my brother. But I'll tell you what's happening to me now. Literally nearly every week, somebody else I know dies. Right. When you're younger, it's once every f***ing blue moon, but now... 
my friends are few and far between. Most of them are dead. It's heavy. You know, my wife said to me recently, do you know what our most valuable asset is right now? She has time. Time. If I make it to 100, which I don't think I will. <laughs> I really want to get back on stage. I really want to do some gigs. We're thinking about that. What I've done, I've set myself a date. May, we decided. Try to hit the road with your tour in May. That's my goal. I have to start everything from scratching it. My physical training, my vocal work. It's a great challenge to have. Man, it's a massive challenge. When you think of your overall health these days, and so many people concerned. You know, my boss here, he just got diagnosed with ALS in the last couple of years. What, what's that? My boss, Jose, he got diagnosed with ALS. What's ALS? ALS. It's uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. It's a real heavy disease. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the period you came out with your Parkinson's diagnosis. You, you know what? I mean... It- my Parkinson's guy said that my case must be the mildest case wow. that he's ever seen. But that's no uh, insurance. I could wake up tomorrow morning and be paralyzed. I don't think about it because I'm one of these guys. I think about it. I've taught myself into having a seizure, you know. Right. I mean, my son's got MS. Jack's got MS. I lost my mom to MS, and I had sort of forgotten about Jack having uh, multiple sclerosis. I guess that came out a ways back, huh? Oh, he had arrest for a while now. Hold on one sec. Sure. Can you do some really f***ing dogs? I can't hear what he's I'm sorry. I've got about 15 dogs barking in there. <laughs> I can hear them. I, I just get on with it. Because, you know, things like, like Bosco and Lou Gattis. Right. Parkinson's. They said, oh, you got Parkinson's. I knew about the word, but that's about it. I didn't know what he did, mm. what happened. I just don't think about it. You've got a great thing to concentrate on, my brother, which is this patient number nine. And there's so many yeah. ca- catchy hooks. Do you know what? I'm working with Andrew Watt is so easy. It's the guy who produced the record. It was effortless. And usually, by the end of an album, I'm f- arguing my wife, <laughs> the record company, whatever. Right. I just wouldn't add fun with it, you know. It was great. You bring this couple of your peers, Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton. And Andrew says, you know it would be great on this track, Jeff Beck? I said, they're going to think I'm a f***ing loser. <laughs> but it turned out that my business manager in England is also Jeff Beck's manager. Huh. And I asked him to ask Jeff, and Jeff said, yeah. And I love his work. Have you ever met Jeff Beck? Yeah. What's the memory of meeting him? Uh, I'm not a gig. He was all right. I guess after you meet the Beatles, nothing's a big deal. You got to understand, when I met Paul McCartney, I was like, you know, <laughs> biggest highlight of my life, <laughs> my hero. How about Eric Clapton? Now, he's on the record. He's a great guy. He was a really nice guy. I'm not one of these guys that wants to be able to see me this one and that one. I'm quite a private man, you know. I know. I understand. I clapped him and Jeff Beck. I thought they were going to say, oh, the other one, fuck off. And Jeff Beck was going, if you don't like it, I'll play it again. Wow. Fuck, you know. I mean, I don't like to be a nuisance to people. Oh, man, and he wanted to do it. You know what's weird about your record and one of your houses? I was thinking of the title track of Patient Number 9, and it's basically about mental health. And when you think about your house in England, the Welder's house, tell people what you know about the history of your property, because it kind of has a weird connection to mental health. 
I think like a million years since I've lived there. I haven't even refurbished right now. Right. I know you haven't lived there in a long time. And uh, and I did read you guys are putting a bunch of dough into it, working on it, had a bunch of leaks and stuff. But it's a super old historic building. Even got its own Wikipedia page, the Welder's House. During the war, it was... uh... Uh, uh. It was like a home for lunatics. St. Luke's Hospital for Lunatics bought the place. It was also a uh, convalescent home for women. It's just over 100 years old. Were you aware that your house had that kind of connection? No, it wasn't. wasn't, uh, I found out these things as we went along. After living in it, you became aware of some of its fascinating history. But you see, the thing in, in England, if it's a listed house, what they call, you get different grades. Grade one, two, and three. It was a listed one building. You can't put like a modern, say, a window in. You've got to be done the way it was done when it was built, you know, with the old methods. And there's very few people that work doing that. Right. It's a craft. So when we're having things done to the house, you've got to keep it to the building code of the house when it was built, which is a royal pain in the butt, you know. Right. You know, the other part of your story, before I wrap it up with you, because you've been really generous today with your time, your entire career, from Sabbath on to today, has had you associated with the cross. And I've never heard you talk about what is your own personal religious background, how your mom and dad raised you. Well, um, I was christened Protestant, which is, I don't know what you call that in America. I grew up in primarily a Catholic Protestant area. Mm-hmm. I never went to church. I don't believe you got to go to church to be a good person. But doing something for your fellow man out of the blue is a good... Like, for instance, I'll very often see a homeless person. I'll just give him a bit of cash. You've got a huge heart, and I appreciate your approach there. How were your marriage ceremonies conducted with Sharon in terms of religious representation? Well, we got married in Hawaii for the first time. Then we got married again at a, at a Jewish wedding. Right. And then we got, uh, we went out and renewed the vows again. But I think we've had ceremonies about four or five now. Four or five ceremonies you've had. Yeah, it's, it's my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you. And I'm guessing these days being sober, not celebrating quite the same way for uh, each wedding ceremony. No, because Sharon, when the kids were little, I'd wake up to an empty house. But then that got old very quick, and I don't do much anymore. Well, certainly better than in the old days, going on those epic benders. I mean, I, I mean I'd mean, go for a drink on Monday and come back three weeks later, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't miss it. I, don't, I mean, the one thing that Sharon often says, always, always the drugs and booze was one thing, but I never thought you'd stop smoking tobacco. Which I did. Quitting cigarettes is significant. And uh, your final couple questions, Ozzy. When did you get that nickname? Your name is John Michael. He always was Ozzy. That's at school that called me Ozzy. When did you first put that on your hand? Your first tattoo is your name, oh, right? Oh, that was when I was about 15. My immediate family, my uh, sisters and brothers, called me John. But anybody, if, if I'm walking down the street, if someone wants to go, John, I wouldn't stop. Right. <laughs> And what's your most recent tattoo? A bat on my hand. Ah, appropriate for you. <laughs> when did you get that? At the end of Ordinary Man. Okay, so the last couple of years you got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what an incredible life to consider how fresh and current this patient number nine. What I want to do now is to write another book. 
I've already done one, but I want to do another one. Like, what's the angle? I don't, I don't know. Because um, when you get a ghost word, he asks you questions and you answer the questions. It's kind of like an interview, really. Wow. Well, you can always ask me. I'd be happy to help you work on your book. <laughs> I, right. In a heart. Keep that in mind. Say again? Oh, keep that in mind. I appreciate it. And I really do hope you had fun talking today. Yeah, it's good. It's good. good. Where, where are you now? Hawaii? I'm in Honolulu. I was just there about two or three months ago. Where were you? Where were we? In Hawaii. Not Maui. Uh, not Honolulu. I can't remember. We were one of the islands. We had a good time. <laughs> what island did you actually get married on? We got married on Maui 40 years ago. What I used to do is I'd do it to a play Honolulu, which would pay for the crew. Makes sense. You play Honolulu, and then that pays for... Uh... Kona, that was the name of the island we went to. Oh, this recent time, Kona. Yeah. Right on. Very cool place. It is Ozzy Osbourne. What a pleasure today. Patient number nine, new album that hit number one. Guest stars Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton. Two number one hits on the radio. Four Grammy nominations. How you're going to top this, my brother, I have no idea. You know what? It's kind of like a problem because <laughs> I've got to do something different. Something uh, different. I haven't really thought about it, but... I'm sure something will work out. No doubt, no doubt. Stay safe, Ozzy. All right, God bless. Take care.